What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Raid, No Rainbows podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, I'm your host, Ted Fate, and so glad to have your attention and your time. If this is your first time listening, again, this is a podcast about life is hard, but it's worth the squeeze. Go through your storms to get your rainbows. And uh, I have a, a crew here today. This is actually probably historic for No Rain, No Rainbows. This is the most people I've had on the podcast. The Kanga crew, that's with a K, Kanga crew in the building. Yes, What's sir. going on, guys? Hey, it's good to be here. Hey, Ted, thanks so much for uh, for reaching out. Just goes to show the power of social media. Uh, we got an Instagram DM two days ago from Ted. <laughs> yeah. And now we here we are sitting 48 hours later with a couple of Miller Lights and we'll share our story with y'all on, on why we've got beer with us. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's great to be here. Thanks for having us, man. We're excited. Uh, this, this is Austin talking and I guess we go around the horn and just yeah, introduce sure. ourselves. That's cool. Yeah, awesome guys. My name's Austin Maxwell. I'm the head of sales for Kanga. Uh, we're a small startup company out of Clemson, South Carolina, and it's good to have all the boys here in Greenville, South Carolina, recording this podcast. What's up? Uh, I'm Teddy Giard. I'm a junior marketing major at Clemson University, and I run all of Kanga's branding. I like it. What's up, guys? I'm Logan Lamont. It's the founder and CEO that currently lives in his parents' basement, but we're getting a warehouse soon. So I'm about to finally have some much-needed freedom. Logan, you're on your way, man. Yeah, and uh, I guess I'll go last. I'm Kyle. I do our marketing. And, uh, yeah, I left school, so currently um, free-riding. Free yeah. You're my roommate, bro. <laughs> so you're on your way to, to straight entrepreneurship. That's what I'm hoping, you know. Either that or back to school, and I don't want to go back to school. So I'm going to take my – I'm going to uh, – Play my cards right on this end, hopefully. I like it, man. You're jumping off the cliff, cliff and uh, building your wings on the way down. Hold on. I want you guys to hear something. What's that called? It's yes, like sir. Or something like that. Uh, that's a beautiful sound. And I'll tell you what. This has been outside. This is We're recording this on a Friday. The sun is shining. It's well over 60 degrees, probably knocking on 70. And this case has been outside for at least an hour or so. Easily. This is cold, man. It's frigid. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so... First and foremost, I do want to touch on the power of social media, as you mentioned, Austin, because it started with a DM, but really the, the backstory on how this podcast, this specific one happened, I'm in my apartment watching Shark Tank, and I hear Clemson, South Carolina. I was like, oh, I know those guys. And you guys pitched your brand, awesome pitch, awesome story, and ended up getting a deal from Mark Cuban. Guys, welcome on the show. I'm so glad that you answered my DM, and uh, there's a lot I want to unpack, and I guess to get the listeners caught up into where we are now, kind of introduce yourselves about where you're from and how you guys got to Clemson. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm the oldest on the team. Uh, this is Austin speaking, and uh, I studied engineering at Clemson. I graduated in December 2017. I uh, currently reside down in Atlanta, but making the move to Greenville, South Carolina here in the next couple weeks. To, uh, to be close as possible to the Kanga team. And, uh, man, it's been a long journey. I, I definitely want everyone who's listening to hear kind of the background story behind the company, and, and there's no one better, really, to tell that than, than the man himself, Logan Lamant. So I'm going to let him jump on to Kanga and, you know, why we're sitting here today. Sure. I appreciate the kind words there. Um, but, yeah, we – wait, where were we at? Tell the story about Kanga. How oh, sure. Kanga came about. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Pickens, South Carolina, a small town near Greenville. Um, went to Clemson and uh, graduated with a degree in business management, but also halfway through my time at Clemson, um, we actually 
took a class project, entrepreneurship class project. Nice. We had to create a solution to a problem that we faced. Now, I just turned 21 three months earlier. So I was kind of in a new world of drinking out in public on game days where I didn't have to hide it as much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was my first beer anyways. But, um, but so we, we realized, you know, hey, we were walking around from tailgate to tailgate with just open cases of beer, drinking warm beer. And that made no sense to us because we all had ex- extremely expensive coolers, like $300 coolers that could keep it cold for two to three weeks, apparently. Yeah. We couldn't use it to keep it cold for two to three hours. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, there's a problem. Now I have to find a solution. And mm-hmm. so I'm having a few, and my, my creative juices are flowing. And I watched somebody take a, a beer out of a cooler and put it into a koozie. What I really saw was somebody take a beer out of what made it cold, the cooler, and put it into the koozie, something to keep it cold for the whole time they're actually going to enjoy it. That's when it kind of hit me. Yeah. Why don't we have the same exact thing for the entire case? I grabbed it from the fridge on the, at the convenience store on the way to the tailgate. It was already cold, right? I don't exactly. need to worry about ice. Or, I just <laughs> need to keep it cold. How long, how long am I be drinking, tailgating? Probably three to four, maybe five hours. That's all you need, right? Insulated. Keep it cold for the whole time we're doing it. So that's when the original idea of the case koozie um, came from. Yeah. And then I pitched it to the class and uh, got some good feedback, got a nice little team together, and, and we were just doing it for a class project. Mm-hmm. But I remember standing up there in front of everybody and saying, hey, this will be on retail shelves by the end of the semester because I believed in it that much. Now, I was extremely naive. It doesn't happen that fast. It's a long, <laughs> long process, a lot longer than you would think. But um, we eventually, you know, got a good team together after the class was over. Transition. Hey, Logan, what uh, what grade did we receive on the class project? Thank that you. was going to be a good question. Yep. <laughs> we got a B. Oh. We got a C. B minus C. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Have you contacted your professor since? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I had a negotiated deal with him to give us an A if we came back and did class talks. Ah, afterwards so nice a little under the table thing so we actually come back and do class talks um every every semester and it's really cool to have like that check-in point like i did i talked with them probably three days after shark tank aired and to be able to sit there and say i was sitting in your seats just two years ago we yeah. all were and just with a dream and a lot of imagination and being crazy enough to just take a leap of faith two years later we're in the position we're at and we're going where we're going yeah all it takes is just that belief and things can happen so crazy so it's fast. awesome that you could bridge that gap for any of the students that are sitting there trying to think of their idea think of how they can create something a product and after after watching the show i actually was inspired by you guys because austin hearing your story of i watched shark tank <laughs> i reached out to an entrepreneur having that ambition and having that that keyword action to not just think it, but dream it and do it. I'd love to talk about the the trials and tribulations you went through to create these cases. Because as you mentioned, it was a lot longer than you thought. Absolutely. And uh, sure, is. it's easy to come up with the idea, right? But I think where a lot of people get stuck is actually making it happen. I'm sure there's a lot of steps that go from the idea, the class project, to the fruition of these cases and even further appearing on Shark Tank. So I guess, guys, talk about the next steps after the class project, how did you go from that idea, that grade, the B minus, we'll call it B minus. B minus. <laughs> how do you go from that grade to actually having a physical product in your hand? So it was, we just entrepreneured the heck out of it, to be honest with you. I mean, seriously, we, we looked up, okay, we want a koozie for a case, right? Mm-hmm. So what are koozies made out of? Scuba foam. Yeah. Where can we buy scuba foam? There's a supplier in Alabama. We bought a 30-foot roll, had it shipped to us. I walk into a seamstress shop in Clemson, Mary's Alterations. And I say, hey, you, you sew things. We got something for you to sew. Could you make a, like a koozie for the whole case? She said, absolutely. You're just on one condition. What's that, Mary? She said, you got to buy me the case of beer and I get to keep it afterwards. So, deal. Done deal. <laughs> done deal. So we created the first case koozie prototype um, at a little cut and sew shop in Clemson. 
And uh, it wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything special, but it was a physical representation of our idea. And that's when we really started to take it a lot more serious because we used it. We realized, yeah. wow, even though this is a really dumbed down version, it actually works. There's actually a need for this. Now, at this time, Logan, were you and Austin linked up? Were you guys kind of working on this together or was so this something still solo? The biggest thing I learned early on was that your class project partners are not your best business partners. Sure. <laughs> so we actually had to, you know, make some changes in the company and, and put better people in better positions. And right when we were at that transformation period, Austin actually reached out the week before I was going to reach out to him, which was great because I had a little more leverage in this situation because mm-hmm. I was about to come knocking at his door because everybody knew about Austin Maxwell. He was the sales guy at Clemson. We needed him on our team. And fortunately, he saw the same vision. But I remember him walking into that room and seeing what he saw and where we were at. I was just so amazed that he still saw the vision at that point because nice. we were we were rough. We had I mean. We were rough, man. It was not pretty. As are all beginnings, right? You, you have to have the, the rough starts. You got to crawl before you can walk, and then you start to run. So as the team started to build, we know we have Teddy here. We, ha- we also have uh, Kyle sitting here, too. So a team of four guys. Are you bigger than four guys? Are you growing? Uh, I imagine things have been kind of changing rapidly, especially after the airing of Shark Tank. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're five guys total. And, uh, I'm, me and Kyle are pretty much the only one that are, ones that are actually full time right now. But the goal, obviously, with Shark Tank, all the, you know, the exposure and the increase in activity is to bring more of us on full time. So Austin's going to be coming on full time here soon, moving up to the area. We're going to stop operating remote, but step one is to get us all full time. Step two is start, you know, oper- opening opportunities in the area to local college students that want a great summer internship or, mm-hmm. or something we can do to add value to them because we, we've been in their shoes just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was I, like, I'll touch on that. Like, we just kind of want to create a platform like for the go-getters, you yeah. know, because none of us really had any business doing what we were doing. We were just there because one, we thought it was a funny, like fun, cool idea. And two, just because we did it, like we did it. Like if you have an idea, you like nothing, especially now with the economy just exploding, like there's nothing stopping you from just going out and going for it. So I think like, we just want to find those kids. We found one kid actually, he's a freshman named Ryan. Shout out to intern Ryan. But uh, he's like, he's just like this straight edge freshman kid that like wants to like crank out accounting numbers for us. And we're like, bro, like we will set you up with numbers to crank. Yeah. Like so, but yeah. So it's all about kind of finding those those positions. I'll ask, how do you reach out? Because at some point in time, there's, there's some people listening right now who sees an entrepreneur, maybe a mentor, a business that they'd love to reach out to or be a part of. They might have some talent, some skills that they want to attribute to, right? How do you go about going from admiring from afar and actually closing that gap and saying, hey, let me provide value? Yeah, um, definitely just like slide into our DMs. That's like definitely the move. As, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. where it's going down, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's step number one is, is sliding in, into the DMs. I think that's really important. I think another thing that's important for people who want to get involved in entrepreneurship and want to help out is to have some persistency. Cause I will say right now, there have been dozens, if not hundreds of people who had offered us support so far, whether it's from a brand ambassador perspective or accounting or design team. Uh, we have a lot of needs right now as a company and some of those emails that we'll get, some of those DMs might go unnoticed just because we're running a million miles an hour right now where we've never moved quicker in our lives. So if we don't see a first DM, don't get discouraged by that. We don't respond to your first email. Have persistency. If you really want to be a part of something like this, you know, go above and beyond that initial, hey, what can I do to help? Like, 
tell us where you're going to provide value. If we get an email that says, and we're looking for a design intern, hey, here's my portfolio. I have experience in the last four years creating designs for company X, Y, and Z. This is where I want to help you guys. We're much more likely to immediately jump on the phone and call you because we are looking for help and we do need help. So I'd say just persistency is is huge. That and confidence. I mean, the, you know, the more quote unquote legitimate we become, the more we realize that, you know, us and even people above us, like, you know, they're legitimate, but they're not as serious as you think it is. Like, go in there, have confidence, and just, like, you know, if you do that, we'll look at you and be like, damn, this guy knows what's up. Like, don't want to get on his bad side. It kind of, like, like feeding off of Kyle, like, everybody's a person, so you're just having a conversation with yeah. people. It was, like, when we were, when people ask, like, about our, like, Shark Tank debut, and they're like, were you guys nervous? It was, like, obviously at first we were, like, going to, like, crap our pants but like (laughs) once we got out there we like it felt like we honestly had an honest like person-to-person conversation with the sharks it didn't feel like we were pitching them an idea it felt like we were having a conversation you definitely helped my soda got me feeling good yeah (laughs) and i mean and that's what's huge is first and foremost being able to give the potential investors some beer definitely lightens up the situation but Having those people that reach out with the confidence and, and the consistency and the persistency, that's huge because as we all kind of get into higher levels and we meet new people, we kind of find out that these are ordinary people just doing extraordinary action. And the only difference is extra. It's the action. The key word is, you know, when you wake up and you don't feel like doing it, guess what? You got to do it. So there's no stopping. Anybody at home that's listening, I mean, I, I think the Kenga boys just made it, made it pretty much clear. The crew, they're looking to expand. If you have the skill set, if you have the talent, you know, re- reach out. You never know. Yeah, I started as a designer. Did you? Yeah, I, I, I um, started Teddy. Teddy's a man who knows everybody in a 50-mile radius of Clemson. So uh, Austin and Logan reached out to him to do some video work, and then he was like, hey, Teddy and I being roommates was like, my roommate's pretty good at graphic design. I came on and started doing graphic design and I was like, all right, these guys got something. And I was just like, I'm going to run their marketing. Yeah. Like, yeah, the way to him was like, you know, I can do this. Let me do it. And, but you fought like heck to get to that point. Though. It wasn't like we just handed you a marketing opportunity. We gave you an opportunity at, at different levels along the way, but you had in your mind that I'm going to run your marketing. You just don't know it yet. And that's what happened. Yeah. You started running on marketing and now mm-hmm. we know it. Yeah, I mean, it was actually kind of a funny story. Like, Kyle and I both met, like, when, so I was a bridge student, so I didn't even get accepted straight into Clemson. And you you bridged too, Kyle, didn't you? Yeah. But um, Kyle and I met because we, like, just wanted to try to start, like, a, well, we like... We met because Pike. We yeah. We did rush the same fraternity. <laughs> we did rush the same fraternity. <laughs> yeah, I dropped, but Kyle fulfilled the destiny. But uh, but basically, like, just touching on that, like, we pretty much, after, like, all that was said and done, he and I didn't have, like, a ton in common. We even say that right now. Like, yeah. we don't have, like, a ton in common, but, like, because we're polar opposites, like, he and I function, like, super well together. Like, yeah. well-oiled machine. But um, we, like, out of nowhere, just pulled, like, three back-to-back all-nighters and made, like, a marketing pitch and pitched it to the head of the marketing department at the university our freshman year. 
and after that we looked at each other we're like yo should we be roommates like because like we could probably do something cool (laughs) and that's how like it all came to be like with kyle and i just being a bromance i like the 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 teamwork there too because a lot of times people look for someone that's just like them or they look for somebody that kind of accentuates who they are but sometimes finding somebody who's the opposite finding somebody who could increase yeah yeah it's like that's the that's the big thing about me and tay is like we always say like if we were one person we'd be you know we'd be stone cold killers like and uh because he's really good at the social side he'll talk to anybody legitimately the man can talk to a brick wall and sometimes the brick wall doesn't want to talk to me though yeah. but it's cool <laughs> and uh yeah and i'm more of the uh the brain side i like it yeah the thing i pick up on as the team continues to build is finding people who are 100 like i'm part of this because when you start expanding and you find people they might somewhat believe in what you're doing when you're building a company and um austin logan i'll talk to you guys on this one in terms of when you're starting this and really logan starting with you like this is your baby and then you take on Austin, who's like, you know, I'm, I'm down for the, I'm down for the run. Let's go. And as the team grows, it's all about kind of building that culture, but also really kind of building that team who this becomes their blood, sweat and tears just as much. How do you kind of gauge that commitment from somebody of like, okay, are they in this, in this, or are they kind of just trying to get a paycheck out of it? They prove it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's in the it's in the bad times. It's in the times where we don't have much momentum going. The it's rain. in the time. It's the rain before the rainbows, baby. It's it's in the, <laughs> and it's not all it's not all sunshine and sunshine and rainbows. I mean, it's got the highest highs and the lowest lows of any journey you'll be on. But um, just to be able to come together, put our heads together, and and support each other, and work harder than ever when times get tough. Yeah, that's when you really know and you kind of see that test of you know are you in or are you not in. Yeah. And so, it, yeah. They say it's the hard times that bond us, right? It's the hard times that bond us, which make the good times even better, too. Absolutely. We're, we're, we've been through it together. And I think that's, that's something, too, that was pretty interesting. We had kind of two paths to go when I had the idea. It was I could do this myself or I could get a lot of a team of people. I get a team of people with me yeah. from the get-go. And I went the route, get a team of people with me, because I know I am not good at social media. I was trying <laughs> to tag myself in the story right there. I almost just messed up the entire story. Not me. <laughs> that ain't me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not good at e-commerce. I'm not, I do a lot of product development stuff. I'm not the best salesman in the world, but I need to find the best salesman in the world. I need to find the best e-commerce guy. I need to find the best social media and videographer mm-hmm. because we've got an opportunity here to make something special. So find people it. to fill out your weaknesses. Yeah, and I want to just touch on that. And, and Logan is probably one of the best leaders that I've ever been in, in the same room with because he, he can acknowledge his weaknesses and he knows where to search to find his strengths. So a key example, aside from the three of us who are sitting here, is um, back in early 2018, we did a pitch smackdown at Clemson. It was essentially a mini shark tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 Clemson companies pitched against each other uh, in front of a panel of 30 Clemson alumni who were very successful and actually had money to contribute. Yeah. Uh, we took home first place. We got an $8,000 paycheck, which helped pay for a couple of our uh, patents. It got the <laughs> patents rolling, which, which was huge. But even more importantly, it identified uh, someone in the audience who could bring tremendous value to us. And ironically enough, that person is Teddy's dad, who we're <laughs> sitting next to. At the time, we didn't even realize who he was. But something Logan and I and the whole team was, was struggling with is manufacturing these things. Yeah. The, they were not cheap to be made 
the way we were making them and the quantities we were making them. And we had, we had no idea how to source a manufacturer that knew what they were doing in the space. So we were yeah. actually... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we just had no idea. So we actually brought on uh, Teddy's dad, who I don't view him as Teddy's dad. I view him as Edward Giard, who brings value to us from... He's still Teddy's dad in Teddy's eyes, but yeah, I mean that—that's just one thing. You, you need to always hire people who know way more than you know, yeah. and that's how you build up your business. Yeah, and you need that you need to hire people who know way more than you know in the things that you're not good at. Absolutely, and that's the team that we're sitting here. I don't know if we would ever be sitting at a bar together drinking a beer, best buddies, had it not been for this company, because yeah. we're all very different. I just don't think we would have crossed those paths. We're all in different fraternities. We all have different sports skill sets. We just would have never... We're different ages. I mean, I'm 24. Teddy's like 14. I'm, there's just a huge <laughs> age gap here. So it's pretty cool to see that a company with all different people can you know, come as close yeah. as we've become. And these are some of my best friends now, which is, which is awesome. I do want to touch on that because that's huge what you just said. I want to make sure that the, the listeners and the viewers watching on YouTube kind of pick up on that between Logan, Logan and Austin talking about hiring people that are better than you. A lot of people who are trying to get into the entrepreneurial journey, who are trying to start something, they deal with something called ego. Like, oh, I can do this. I could do this by myself. I could put this on my back. And I'll, I'll be kind of clear and transparent. That's one of my main problems is I take a lot of things on myself that I really have no business taking on because I have a little bit of that, that ego and like self-taught type thing. But having the self-awareness, having the ability to kind of look around and say, here's somebody that's better at it than I am. Let me, first of all, trust <laughs> and also give them control to kind of up this bad boy and really kind of push it forward. That is a great sign of a leader. So anybody listening, trying to get to that point, yeah, kind of audit what you're good at, audit what you're not good at. and grow. Yeah, I want to I pop in there, Ted. Something you just said is, is something that I've been preaching for the last couple of months. I think self-awareness is one of the most critical and important things to have if you're interested in getting involved in entrepreneurship just from day one, yeah. because there are so many people who are talking right now and entrepreneurship over the last 15, 20 years has actually become like a cool thing to do. Yeah. It's Where, trendy. yeah, it's trendy <laughs> now. I put it in my Instagram bio as like a joke in my freshman year. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. I'm who told like, you to take it off? Yeah. Austin did. But like, I like <laughs> had it in my bio, like as a joke, like entrepreneur. And like, it was a joke like that, like an inside joke that Kyle and all my friends and I had. And Austin was like, dude, you look like a fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cause there's way more to it than yeah. just saying you're an entrepreneur. Like you have to put in the years and the self-awareness is the biggest factor in that because there are so many people who are, Hitting up, uh, hitting us up on Instagram or asking us for advice and stuff. And, and for me, it's just, you know, take, take a look inside and like, are you ready for this journey? Are you willing to put in those Thursday nights when your friends are going out for a drink? Are you willing yeah. to stay back behind your computer and have phone calls with China? Are you willing <laughs> to sacrifice a weekend to go down to the beach so you can have a Sunday meeting for four hours? And yeah. we have had a meeting for at least two hours every week for the last two years. And it almost always falls on the weekend. The only reason it doesn't is sometimes Easter. Sometimes you got to go hang out with your parents. You know, there's things that come up. But, you know, the, the self-awareness thing is just, is just so huge for me because there's always going to be the students and the people. We need doctors. We need lawyers. We need accountants. We need people to go down those fields. Yeah. But if you don't feel like that's going to make you happy in the long term, have some self-awareness. 
Take a chance when you're in college. Take a chance when you're young, you don't have kids, you don't have a ton of bills to pay, yeah. and just go for it because you have so much less to lose now than when you're 30, 40, 50 years old, mm-hmm. which is still young, and I have an argument for that, but you guys get what I'm saying here is just have the self-awareness. If you're interested in it and you know you're willing to put in the work, there should be nothing holding you back. Yeah, you're like 50, you're only like two-thirds dead. <laughs> two-thirds. Uh, you, have a, you have a good one-third left. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I think like just totally going off of what Austin said, the title entrepreneur has in a way like transformed, I think, over the years where I know when my, my dad was an entrepreneur out of school and he was like, yeah, it used to kind of be like, you're an entrepreneur. And it was kind of like, yeah, that meant like this dude has no clue what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, now it's kind of like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Like, and it's just like people are like, oh, like, you're, yeah, you like do your thing Every or whatever. You're on Instagram. But that's, you know, the, the title entrepreneur is like, sorry is like not given to you it's like it's like you earn that title Mm -hmm. and i like i think if anyone i like i wouldn't even say that i've earned the title of an entrepreneur i I was about to say yeah like like, when people are like oh you're you're an entrepreneur i'm like no not yet like right now we're just Mm go-getters you you gotta earn that but like you know i've seen how far he's come over the last year (laughs) when he had it in his instagram bio because he thought he was an influencer teddy thinks he's hot uh, Let me clear clear it up. Kyle's that, talking about other Teddy, not my post. not Teddy. Oh, yeah, I am yeah, hot. Yeah. I am hot. That's it. That was. They're, that was they're a, both. Kind of, you know, they're both good looking guys. I'll, I'll that was, it to them. That was a deep roast. For Thanks, the Kyle. Pod, bro. Oh. I'm proud to say that. <laughs> yeah, Ted. Ted, you're 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 the man. Hey, hold up. But all right, where I was getting with that whole thing though is, <laughs> I want to take this time to like gas up Logan because Logan's the guy that brought this whole team together. And yeah. if anyone in this on this team has earned the title entrepreneur, Logan is an entrepreneur. Like born in entrepreneurs i believe it's we i think we all agree on it we think you're born an entrepreneur and logan was a born entrepreneur and he just does whatever he needs to do to make something happen this man after we aired on shark tank we had to go make a like we had made custom units for a clothing company up in maryland this man was about to go rent a car after we aired on shark tank drive all the way up to Maryland and drive all the way back in the morning so that he could start getting on phone calls the next, wow. the next day and fulfilling orders. Yeah. Wow. So wow. Logan, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I don't know how I can follow that up with even anything I've got to say, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whatever it takes mentality. And I say that probably two to three times a week. Yeah. Like whatever it takes. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're going to do, you're going to drop it all over to Maryland. Yeah. They need it by tomorrow before into business it's we had a problem so whatever it takes we'll do it we'll go yes. get it logan's always also so adamant like if logan says he's gonna do something he's gonna do it i'm too yeah. stubborn sometimes i got some fatal flaws too but i think the i guess just the biggest perspective i can share just from what's really gotten me to where we're at and the company to where it's at is just in my mind it's not something it's not really a risk mm-hmm. that we're taking it's in my mind this is a this is a problem we're solving People love our products and we're gonna, we're gonna make it. Like we are gonna be a successful company. We're gonna be, you know, yeah. solving a big problem and multiple problems in the future. We're, that's established in my mind. All the only difference is time. The only difference is how we're gonna figure that out. Exactly. It's not, are we gonna make it? It's how we're gonna make it. Yeah. And that's what kind of gets me through the challenges because there are times where it looks like there is no possible way. Like a week before Shark Tank, before, or before we got in the, the notification that we were going to be airing on Shark Tank, the season was almost over because they tell us, you know, three weeks before the mm-hmm. season was kind of coming to an end. We literally thought we weren't going to air on Shark Tank. Wow. We were at the lowest lows. We were putting together contingency plans. We're like, okay, well, we did all this stuff and, and we may not even get aired. What's our backup plan? Mm-hmm. That was one of the lowest points because we're struggling to, you know, generate traction. We're struggling to really have a big kickoff to 2019. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a week later, everything changed. Small yeah. Rainbow. Small rainbow. Small rainbow. Small rainbow. But it's, it, it's to not let the weight of the moment outweigh the vision you have for the future because everything changes with time. You wow. just got to persist through it all. So. Anyone listening, hit rewind and play that one more time. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Yeah. Let's get to Shark Tank because yeah. no, uh, I definitely want to talk it. about that. I know a lot of listeners are like, all right, let's, awesome. let's, let's talk about Shark Tank. <laughs> how did you, A, how did you get on the show? What yeah. was the process of applying and kind of going through the audition and all that? And then secondly, how was the actual Shark Tank? How was it in the tank? Share as much as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. The, put, that on, put us on that show. What were you? What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> the timeline is crazy, and I'm a diehard fan. I've honestly never missed an episode. I started watching live in about season four, but I've caught myself up, and I've, I've seen them all on Hulu or rewatched them in some shape or form, and I thought it was a much quicker process. I thought you apply, you can get on the show maybe two to three, two to three months. So the way that we did it is uh, there, there will be about 10 casting calls across the country mm-hmm. in, in a year period. And they're always looking ahead to the next season. So we went to a live casting call in Atlanta, Georgia on May 1st, 2018. And the reason we went on uh, is because Logan had a connection with uh, Daisy Cakes, who is a local Spartanburg uh, Shark Tank success story. She partnered with Barbara Corcoran in season three, I want to say. Nice. And uh, Logan was talking with her just about some high-level uh, advice and getting some coaching from her and, and her experience just in general. And uh, we found out three days later that the casting crew was going to be in Atlanta. And Logan just calls me and Teddy and says, like, guys, like, let's just go. Like, we, we are not prepared at all. Dude, we had finals the next day. Teddy had finals the Monday after the – Wow. And Logan. Oh, Logan was still in school then. Yeah. Logan got up at 4 a.m. to drive back to the final the next day. But, but anyways, we, we weren't prepared as much as we would have liked to. But we did pull an all-nighter right before. Uh, we got our 90-second pitch together. Nice. Uh, we got to the Braves Stadium at, what, 5 a.m.? We were number 19 in line, 15 or 19 in line. Uh, there was 400 companies that tried out that day. Wow. We were number 19. So we got there early. We are stubborn, and we thought Atlanta meant hot Atlanta, and it meant uh, we could wear shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, but at this May day, for whatever reason, it was like 30 degrees out. <laughs> we were absolutely miserable. But the, you know, I'll speed up the timeline a little bit. We, we tried out May 1st. Uh, we hadn't heard anything for about two or three months. It's getting towards the end of the summer, and they request that you create a video. The next round is a video. So this yeah. one, Teddy uh, pulled some strings and got us access to the Clemson media, uh, media broad, yeah, production studio. Shout out to Tina, and we had a green screen, and we filmed a real, probably the most professional video that I've ever seen Teddy make. So we felt good about that, sent it out, didn't hear something for another two months. So you just have no idea. I mean, it, it really goes back and forth, and then all of a sudden, um, after two or three more iterations of sending videos, we, we get a call um, late August. Hey, guys, y'all are booked on flights September 15th to fly out to Los Angeles, California. You're going to be here six days. You still might not be able to get in front of the Sharks. <laughs> So we get out there, uh, you know, we, we had a really fun trip in LA. I'll, I'll plug Teddy's video. If you guys want to look up Kanga, no way video, uh, and Kyle, and Kyle they, they both worked really hard on that. Show some love. And Kanga, Kyle and Teddy made an incredible recap video of our Shark Tank experience called no way. It's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can find it anywhere, but, uh, we got there and we still had no idea. And then, uh, they told us that our audition day was going to be on a Thursday. 
and we thought we were going to be around 10 a.m. They took us to a trailer. We sat in that trailer till 3 p.m. thinking that we missed, wow. thinking that we missed our opportunity. I didn't know we were thinking that. <laughs> I mean, I was under the impression we were going on at 10 a.m. They come, they come back in at like five, five thirty, and they're like, "All right, it's time to go." We were so hyped up on caffeine at 10 a.m. So by 5 p.m., we were just dragging. We're trying to just get any spark of life in our innocence yeah, yeah. to you get know, going. You know, you know what got our momentum going though? We're all sitting around. <clears throat> Austin brought a mini speaker into the into the cabin. We're like, we're like, okay, one last song. What's it gonna be? Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. Got like us it. going. I don't know why, man, but it just did. So so we so we finally got called in. Uh, we go into the waiting room. And it's at the ABC um, studio, the Sony Picture Studio in Conway. Is it Conway, Los Angeles, or so whatever city it was? And Culver City. And we got brought on on a golf cart, and we're just—I think we're all starstruck because there's just these massive banners of like different, all different movies that they've recorded there. And you know, we got to tour the set, which was cool. And you know, when we finally got called up, we looked at each other and we're like, "This, this is our moment." So. Um, something that they didn't air and I wish they had is, is right before, uh, Teddy led us in a little prayer and we were arms locked, standing around my cooler, Teddy's cooler and Logan's <laughs> casemates. And, uh, you know, we walked in there and, and I think the biggest takeaway that I can say is we were, we were just prepared. We studied so many episodes. We, <laughs> Teddy told me before we were walking in that he'd actually never seen an episode of Shark Tank before and my heart dropped. He was like, I'm just kidding with you, man. Then he told me the next day he actually has never seen an episode of Shark Tank. If I watched it, I would have gotten nervous. <laughs> but we were prepared. We practiced the pitch. Logan and I knew and Teddy, we were never going to miss it. Kyle was our little mini investor. He would critique us. Yeah, he was the, the Mr. Wonderful with hair on his head. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I like to think of myself as the better looking Mark Cuban. The better looking Mark Cuban. That's cool. <laughs> So just just quickly, a little bit about the show itself. Um, they told us to be prepared to be on the set for about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's how long that a typical recording will go, anywhere from 30 to an hour 15. And uh, we were only in there for about, I think, 18, 19 minutes. Logan says 20 to 22 minutes. And we were... So that's just that we were one of the fastest deals in Shark Tank history. One of the quickest deals. None of the sharks wow. went out. They put in a majority of what was said Um Logan and Teddy both had extremely compelling stories that they shared as well. Yeah. Um, they only included my personal story, but they, they both had some amazing stories that they shared and Teddy's experience. And yeah, the one thing is, is Logan and I were prepared to answer all the questions. Teddy was a main part of the pitch, but, but literally 30 minutes before we go out there, our producer comes up and she says, all right, guys, uh, I want all three of you to talk about equal parts. And we had rehearsed the entire thing for Teddy to have no speaking parts. Yeah. So we get up there and Teddy had a little rant and it was that thing that didn't air. Yeah, I was. Um, so the only reason I was nervous for Shark Tank to air was because uh, I didn't want my rant to make the show because. Yeah, I got I got uh, what we like to call the like, I mean, I just got unreasonably fired up like yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, ooh, yeah, can you can you hear me? But. <laughs> got uh should we go ahead yeah got um unreasonably fired up and just went on this long tangent mark actually told me to shut up which was cool like i like i got mark cuban told me to shut up which is pretty cool and then at the end he was he was just messing around stuff like that but he told me to shut up and then he off- made us the offer but more importantly i just wanted to 
talk about like Logan's perspective when we were going out one third because Logan's like zone like yeah like you oh, got yeah. it yeah that was all in but I think kind of going back to what Austin said I mean I'm I'm, I'm led by faith I'm a, I'm a religious person and I think in my core belief I think you kind of have to have faith that things will work out in your favor if you put the work in yeah that's kind of a big thing for me in my entrepreneurial journey but um when, when Kim, going back to Kim Nelson, when we met her, the Daisy Cakes woman, I, I spoke with her and she inspired us to go on Shark Tank. To put it in perspective on where we were at as a company, we just closed a Kickstarter campaign. We didn't even have inventory. We didn't have a real product to sell. Wow. And I'm talking to her, she's saying, go on Shark Tank. I'm saying, we don't have anything. We're not ready. Yeah. We're not ready for this. We have, we have nothing. And so, we were, but then we found out Atlanta, the casting call is going to be in two weeks. <laughs> and I say, okay, what are the odds that I, I meet a, a woman that was on Shark Tank? She's telling me to go for it. And the only casting call in the Southeast at the time in was in Atlanta weeks. in two weeks. Something's going on here. Let's go for it. Yeah. The universe is kind of just telling you like, hey. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but some, something's calling us. Just go for it. Yeah. And so we went out, we auditioned and throughout the entire process, the day we filmed for Shark Tank was exactly one week after we got our first inventory in. Wow. We cut it by a week. <laughs> if we had gone one week over, we'd have had nothing to show. That's amazing. We just had an idea. That's amazing. And so everything lined up perfectly. It's just having, you know, taking the risk and having faith that, hey, if we go for this, things will work out somehow in our favor. And that's kind of what makes you crazy enough to actually do it in the first place. But we, because we had the custom ones for all the sharks. And man, it, it, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. And yeah. it's just. It was a cool journey. Do you have any specific questions about Shark Tank? Like, I, I get fired up talking about it. <laughs> Austin, Austin is Mr. Shark Tank. And yeah. regarding the custom units, Lori is as beautiful in real life as she is. <laughs> shout out, shout Lori. out to you, Lori. <laughs> yeah. Barbara, you're, you're cool too, even though you offended me. <laughs> well, um, Austin, we have that in, in common where I've seen, I don't think I've seen every single episode of Shark Tank, but the reason I, I heard about you guys was because i was catching up on shark tank i was playing it on hulu letting it run and i guess the one question i have specifically of shark tank is what's going through your mind and you kind of touched on it before but when you go out there and you're pitching to the sharks they always make it look so dramatic and you you touched on being prepared right and i always look at the shark tank as in okay there are some people who go in there and they and they bomb and they have no business being on there. But then there's other people who they come out here and they look like it's easy. So would you say when you go on Shark Tank, what do you think is the deciding factor? Is it the product that you're selling? Is it the company and your sales? Because Mr. Wonderful always wants to know the numbers. Or do you think it is, I guess, the preparation beforehand that really is going to be the deciding factor whether you get a deal or not in the Shark Tank? It's it's all of the above. I think the number one thing that I've seen in Shark Tank over ten seasons is they are investing more in people than they are in products. Yeah. Right. So we were prepared. We knew the right things to say. We knew the right answers. To, like Logan knew the numbers to a T. Um, we did have a decent amount of sales for six months in business. We crossed the six figure mark. Um, it wasn't easy to get there. Yeah. But in the first six months of a company, you normally don't have sales at all. Um, but I think what they really saw was three and four with Kyle and five with Ryan and the rest of the team. They, they saw passionate young individuals who it didn't matter what we had up there on stage. Yeah. This could have been a completely different company. And I'm confident that if we had put in the same amount of time preparing for that other company, yeah. that they still would have been as interested in us as, as they were. And, you know, 
That's why the self-awareness is so big. Understand yeah. what you're presenting. Understand what you have to bring to the table. Are you going to bring value to that investor's money no matter what it is that you're selling? And you can walk out with the deal. As they always say, you know, they're investing in the jockey, not necessarily the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, touch on really quick as we start wrapping things up here a little bit. Um, what has the journey been like since the episode aired? I mean, this was just a few weeks ago, April 9th, yeah. right? It yeah. aired April 9th. We're recording this on April 28th. So not too long ago. Is it still it kind of been surreal? Three weeks. It's yeah. been It's been 19 days. Since our episode aired, um, I want, I'm definitely going to let Logan jump in for, for the big bulk of it, but it's been a lot of rainbows. Yeah. And it's been a lot of rain. Oh, it's yeah. been crazy. We <laughs> sold out of inventory within 72 hours. Uh, e-commerce sales exploded. We can't share the exact numbers, but I think Kyle quoted the night of that we were doing 4,000% better than what we would normally do. On yeah. I, I would just, I'd leave it at a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. In and, our and, terms and, of and we have more inventory coming. Um, the, you know, the B2B channel has been incredible for us. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of people who are inspired just by our episode and are texting us, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to put a little bit more time into my business after watching you guys get up there and do that. Um, but it's been absolutely crazy. I think it, it's the difference between us having a really good opportunity and us turning this into a real company. If no better time to start a business than now. Exactly Absolutely. Right. So if you poured gas on your head and you took a lighter and lit your hair on fire and ran around for about three weeks. That's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. No sleep. I mean, we're on the men- brink of like mental and emotional collapse at times, but it- it's just, it's, it's such an opportunity and everything that we have to do now to take us to that next level. Cause if you stay the same, if you stagnate, there's really no challenge. There's no, you know, it's not a tough time to stay where you're at. Every yeah. time you go to that next level in business, and we've experienced that from the different levels we've gone through. Kind of like Austin said, we're becoming a real company now. We're going to the level we need to get to getting an office, getting a warehouse, going full time, starting to look at employees. Like we're, we are getting a half pipe in our warehouse. <laughs> yeah. We're going for redneck fantasy factory. Super at you, Rob about the half pipe. <laughs> half pipe's going to be sick. Kyle and I are going to play skate. Um, anyone wants to join, reach out to us about no, that. Don't do that because there's a lot of liability with that. I just yeah. learned that the other day. <laughs> insurance agent told me, do not let random people come. If you want to rip the pipe, you got to sign a waiver. So. A lot of waivers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy, but we are taking that transition from, you know, good idea, good, you know, decent business model and everything yeah. looking good to real company. We're doing this thing. We're all in, we're taking a leap of faith and, and we're getting ready. You know, we're getting started. Man. Today's, today's the, the starting line. I love it. And honestly, I think there's a lot of rainbows for you guys in the future. I can't wait to see your journey. Uh, your Instagram's crushing it. Your website. First thing I did, I went to your website and it said, okay, we are back ordered. <laughs> Pounds all around. Let me, yeah. let me get some, let me get, get in, in on that. Yeah. I love to see it. And definitely guys. Yeah. Andre, get some pounds. Get Andre some <laughs> Honestly, guys, um, I love the story. I think it's just the beginning and, this has probably been one of the most authentic podcasts that I've ever recorded. Good to hear. Because like, like you said, Austin, man, like the fact that this is a very eclectic crew. I say crew because it's the Kanga crew. Yep. And you guys are all different, but you have this brand, this, this company in common and you guys are crushing it. You're killing it. You're doing a good job and you're, you're getting recognition from the big dogs. When a shark gives you a deal, that's no little thing. So I want to congratulate you guys on that because that's just the first step to, to many more successes for you. 
with the folks that are listening right now, they could be 18 years old, they could be in school themselves, they can be working a day job, thinking of a business idea. I'm going to give each of you guys just a quick 30 seconds to a minute. What do you want to tell them if they're like, if they're sitting on the trigger right now? Absolutely. I, I, the biggest piece of advice that I can give for anyone is you can be in this exact same position as we are if you would take the chance and have some confidence in yourself. And on a day-to-day basis, just make sure you're providing value to someone, to something. Go out of your way to help someone else, whether it's in business, whether it's at the coffee shop, there, anywhere, it doesn't matter. Provide value and things will come full circle for you. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, it's just the biggest thing is finding what you're passionate about. And if you're extremely passionate about something and you pursue that full speed, like it's not going to feel like you're working. And who doesn't want to feel like they're not working a day in their lives? I can tell you that we work ridiculously long hours, like go to classes, whatever. But I wake up every morning excited to do this because it's like what, what I love to do. And I know they all feel the same way. It's just super cool that. I think, I think having the opportunity, we're blessed, beyond blessed to live in the United States where you have the opportunity to pursue the American dream and do what you love to do and pursue it. And I think like the biggest thing is like, what's stopping you? Like it, if you're pursuing the right thing, you, you won't even realize you're pursuing it full speed because you're going to invest so much time into it. Cause, and that, that shows that you're truly passionate about something. What up? Uh, so my biggest piece of advice, a little backstory. I left school to pursue Kanga. So I'm, uh, you know, taking a pretty big risk right now. But the thing that I learned is, you know, don't let your education stop with school. Always be learning because that's just, you know, the more skill sets that you have, the more valuable you are. You know, that's something that I really like. Um, I'm really proud of is that my ability to self-teach and read and, you know, process things and learn things. And, you know, the more you learn, the more valuable you are to others. Absolutely. So my big, this is Logan. My biggest advice would probably be if you have an idea or a way that you want to improve the world, you want to add value to the world, just be crazy enough to do something about it. Like go in there. I mean, at the beginning, you will not, everybody will not be in your corner. I was the weird case koozie guy that brought it on spring break. It's like, Oh, what is, what is that? It says case koozie.com on the side. It got, you know, people didn't, didn't believe it, but why would they believe your vision more than you believe it? they're naturally going to take a little bit longer to see what you have in your mind. So just stick with it, have the vision, have the idea, and be crazy. Leap off, take that leap of faith, and do something about it, and do something great for the world. I like it. I always say... so <laughs> freaking sick. That was insightful. <laughs> yeah. I always say that your dreams are waiting for you on the winds of the sky, and people always ask, what if I fall? But what if you fly? Last question, fellas. Where can they find you? Buykanga.com, B-U-I-K-A-N-G-A.com. Kanga Casemate is our social handles for all platforms. I finally uh, kicked Teddy in the butt to get our Twitter account up and going (laughs) because Teddy at age 16, he doesn't believe that Twitter is still a powerful platform. I beg to differ. It is. As is LinkedIn, as is all of the social platforms out there. And Vine, if it ever makes a comeback, we will be Kanga Casemate. Um, But... Seriously, Ted, thanks for having us, man. This oh, this was man. a blast. It's awesome getting the team together because we've all done some podcasts over the last couple of weeks separately, 
Logan and I did one together. Teddy and Kyle did one together. It's really cool to have all four of us actually sing here because I do. I'm, <laughs> I even see it now more than ever, just how different these four guys are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first ever, this is the first ever post Shark Tank, like full Kanga interview. Nice. Which is great. And yeah. where can they find you? Oh, well, you could find us right here if you're listening <laughs> on YouTube, if you're watching. No Rain, No Rainbows, of course. It's always great to have you guys. And I just want to thank each and every one of you guys for coming out here, being authentic and sharing your story. Cheers the cold beers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers the cold beers. And I always end the show like this. Everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. Mm -hmm. But you can't get the pleasure without a little pain. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Let's grow. Ha, ha, ha.